Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. I am Kyle, joined by my brother Keenan. You might see him throwing down some cold wings. You might see him playing yep. tennis with his girl yep. now. You might see him crunching up some numbers from the 2006 NBA or NFL season, maybe even MLB if he's feeling nasty. My brother Keenan. Keenan, how you doing? Maybe. <laughs> I'm good. Um, I'm very good. I mean, we got... Mr. We got an NBA connoisseur here. Let me not just say me. I mean, this is a guy who is going to go through anywhere from the 1980s to 2020s and everybody's free throw percentage in the NBA in the playoffs just to see how the game's different. Like, this is not just me who loves to dive into these stats. Kyle doesn't like to give himself enough credit on that, but I'm great. I'm great. I am known to uh, jump into NBA or sorry, basketball reference and pro football reference. Yeah. Uh, a few times a week yep. here just to just to see if the stats match my memory <laughs> and such but yeah yeah i mean if you're if you're a sports nerd like i am i mean basketball reference and pro football reference and whatever sport uh slash reference you know it, it's a heaven sent it really is you can you can find literally really anything is. on there or any sort of stat basically um on top of that i don't know if i've mentioned mm-hmm. this on this show but there's a game called immaculate grid that coincides with all these like pro football reference, basketball reference, uh, I guess it would be pro baseball reference. I don't know if it's MLB reference, what the exact name, but they got hockey, mm-hmm. baseball, football, NBA. Uh, and I'll just break it down. It's like a, I guess it would be a, it'd be a nine square grid, three by three. And it will be like, in football terms, it might be like, Rams, Broncos, and I'll say Seahawks on the left. And then up top it could be mm-hmm. up top it could be the Pats, could be a thousand yard rusher, and let's say a thousand yard receiver. And you gotta match it up like the Seahawks, who was a who was a thousand yard receiver that played for the Seahawks. Like had to be a thousand yards at the time with the Seahawks. Okay. Who played for the Broncos and Pats? Mm-hmm. Uh so they have that with football, basketball, soccer, and it's a good it's a good uh, test of your basketball, football memory. Those are the only ones I really do. I do MLB from time to time, too. And, uh, yeah, it gets your mind going. I like to do it when I wake up right in the morning along with Wordle and, you know, just get the brain moving. So, yeah, if you're a, if you're a sports nerd like myself, like Keaton, uh, Keaton, I don't know if you knew about that or not, but that might be a game for you that you might – you could no literally idea. lose – you could kill easy – you could easily kill like a half hour just doing – different grids and you can go back to like when they <laughs> that's started generous what's up that's that's generous i could kill at least two hours of that oh you, man you really could i would have fun it it is it's fun and it's challenging uh someone like me who like i consider myself to have a great sports memory um basketball mm-hmm. for sure is easier than football for me because it's like okay who the fuck did play for both the Broncos and the Seahawks across from the history. You know what I mean? From yeah. your entire time of knowing the sport, really. So it's challenging, but it's a lot of fun. I like it. Basketball, I'd have a better chance at remembering than football. Football would be, if you gave me like football from 2000, like the Ravens Super Bowl on, I'd be in much better shape. I don't I don't have a as much of a grasp on the 90s and 80s as much as I should. But basketball, as long as you go after the merger, I'm good. And honestly... The 70s is really the only thing that's weird. Like the NBA in the 70s was a little weird. But like otherwise, like even the 60s, I can give you some stuff. And then but after the merger, I'm pretty 
pretty solid on like years and dates and things that I happened in that time. So you say that, but I can do pretty well. I'm not bad. Football is more challenging but, for me when it comes to remembering like the variety of teams that role players play for. I'm like, oh shit, I can't. You know what I mean? Like it. And so the other part of this mm, that I'm leaving out, yeah. the lower the score, the better. So let's say it was, uh, let's say it was Lakers' first team All NBA. Everyone's gonna guess Shaq, Kobe, Magic. Yeah. So if you guess them, it'll yeah. it'll bring up the percentage that people guess that. So it's like sixty six percent. You don't really want sixty six percent. You really want like a a ten percent, twenty percent, five percent. So the goal is to really get the like rare Bynum. Something like that. I don't know if he ever got first team, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that would definitely get a lower yeah, score. Just, yeah. So the goal is to really get like a like a final score of 73 or 100 or less. Uh, so it's called that's why it's called Immaculate Grid to try to get. I'll have you check it out after. But it's definitely taking the uh, the sports world by storm. I think it's definitely popular in the sporting. I did community. not know that. And I wanted to say he did win and like 11 12 but i could be wrong i think howard might have won i think i was gonna say i think it was 11 12 he won he was first team all nba i'll check the facts on that but okay so where do you want to start you want to go songs of the week first start off right there with the music a little bit well first i want to say we have immediately following this episode we have an nba fantasy draft i want to know what your feeling is Going into this draft, is there? Do you have a? How many players do you for sure want? Like, I need this player on my team. Is there like one? Is there up to um, five? Because for me, I really got one player I want. But other than that, I don't really care. After that, I feel like there's a lot of people who can put up stats. Um, obviously, you want to get your favorite players because it gives you. When you're playing fantasy, it gives you incentive more so to watch the games to see how well they're doing. And obviously, you get your favorite players. You get to watch your favorite. You have more incentive to even watch your favorite players than you already do. Sure. So, obviously, I'd love to get LaMelo, uh, Steph. I mean, I Tyler Hero, I would say more so my favorite on the, on the Heat would be uh, Bam out of bio. So, like, you obviously, you want to get those kind of guys. I We haven't done a draft order yet, right? Like, we're going to randomize this in the... When we start, correct? It's 7 o'clock right now. My guess is we'll have the order by 7.30, 7.45, given that the draft's at 8.30. Okay. I had a draft last night, actually, and I had the number one overall pick, time and out, I took Jokic. I mean, that was time out, time out. I've been trying to set up a league all week yeah. between us and our people, and you had a draft last night? Yeah, I had a draft for my work league. My uh, dick's from Florida. We got to get this league going. We already had the people in it. We got to get this third league going. Yeah, man. no, I, t- I, I told you I'm fine with it whenever. I just, I didn't know. You were said you were getting people, so I was waiting for the call. And I, I'm good. We whenever got the you, people. Just tell me when. We got, we got, last I had was eight, and I've had at least two more people ask about joining. And I still got to ask okay. Brandon so Petty. if we want to go with, hmm But we'd have to do the draft either. One of the next four days, and all four would be uh, pretty busy days uh, as far as sports goes. At least Saturday, Sunday, and Monday would be a little tough because we record. But we could figure something out. We could figure something out. And even if we got a draft on Wednesday, yeah, which I wouldn't mean, be ideal, we could we could set that up. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But I got to – I yeah, definitely I mean, got at least – Game one wouldn't be sure. the worst. No, unless there's like – Game one mul- wouldn't be the worst. Unless there's multiple season-ending injuries in game one. Yeah. But um, 
So I'm. I mean, I'm fine with it. But I had a draft last night. I got Lamelo, Cade Cunningham, uh, Jokic, as I said, Jared Allen. Uh, there's other players as well, but those are the ones that are coming first to my mind that I had. Jokic but, being your first. So Who's it your was second pick. Jokic. Uh, my second pick was Lamelo. Oh shit! And then I think I think I went with Lamelo Cade because I was right because I was the first pick, so I was the last pick and then the next pick since it's a snake. So and we have twelve, so it was one twenty four twenty five, and mm. it was um, Jokic Lamelo Cade. Word up. But, Word up. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can start with songs of the week if you'd like. Uh, do you have... How you want to do it? You want to reveal your three? I'll reveal my three. For songs? Yeah. Yeah, Um. absolutely. Um, so I've got three songs. Actually, I kind of got even a fourth one, but um, I'll reveal my three first. And so my first song is off of For All the Dogs, which we reviewed. Um, obviously, we kind of went on a little bit of a tangent when we reviewed it, but we reviewed it there uh, with the boy Duke. And BVL Love, that interlude, I don't know. I love the way Drake starts that off. It's so smooth. Like I meant to say on that, but I will say it here. Drake has a singing pocket that he like sounds great in. It's the same pocket that like pas- he sings Passion Fruit in. It's that like... 10 or two if you want if you're going like actual musicals it's like in that pocket where he sounds very good Mm. when he gets into his like head voice um falsetto-ish kind of voice i don't really like his i don't think he's like a great singer i think he's a good singer and knows how to put it together with his music so this is one of those ones where he is right in his singing pocket and i think it sounds great instrumentals perfect and then he has obviously his little rap melodic rap that he goes in and out with so that's one of my standout tracks on uh, For All the Dogs. So that'd be song one. Song two is There I Go with uh, Gucci featuring J. Cole. It's another one of the uh, J. Cole features from this year that he absolutely kills. Obviously, we talked about first person, first person shooter and the secret recipe at large because those are two of the best verses this year. Maybe you could almost argue the two best, but so... Cole did great on those ones. See, this is another one. This is a not not underrated, but maybe overlooked one just because of the fact that it's not as. I mean, Gucci's great, but he's not Drake, clearly. And then obviously the secret recipe just gained a lot of steam because of how great it was. And then the third one, third one, random. This one from the eighties. It's a uh, words get in the way by Miami Sound. Miami Sound Machine. That's Gloria Estefan. Yeah. How's, Don't ask me why that song but go? I was words get I, in the way. What? But words get in the way. Yeah, it's 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 fire. So it's, um anyway. It's not the one that says get on your feet repeatedly, right? No, 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 no. It is a like smooth very, it's a very suave song, like the instrumental of it was. But no, the song's fire. And that's another song that's been like in my rotation heavily because I've been listening to a lot of 80s music. How did it how did it get it's in like your around rotation? the 70s, 80s? Um so I was actually watching Family Guy and then True by Spando Bullet came on and then Africa uh 
Africa by Toto. Those mm-hmm. two songs in Family Guy came on. And I was like, I actually remember I like these songs a lot. So then it made me go through and make like an 80s style playlist. They have some Whitney Houston in there, Cindy Lauper, um, uh, Marvin Gaye. So yeah, like I just went into like a playlist and then that's one of the songs that's been heavily listened to over the last couple weeks. Actually really over the last month, wow. but more so over the last couple weeks. Yeah. All you're missing is the cocaine. Random enough. Um, that's that's even <laughs> that's even more random than my Morgan Whalen on uh, my top three songs. I think about two weeks ago, I thought that was going to be one of the more. random So I may ones. have listened. Go ahead. Yeah, I listened to that song actually like last week because you said it, and then I was like, I don't actually recognize that one in full. So let me go listen to it, and I was like, Okay, Kyle, this is a random one for you to like. Absolutely, I gotta say, it's I have brand for me to like it. Yeah, right. I mean, I haven't listened to it since. Truly, I haven't listened to a ton of music um, over the past two weeks, mm-hmm. really since football season started, which I said last time. Uh, but all three of my songs are off, to me, the three major releases of last week, which is yep. it's going to be one off Bad Bunny's album. I'll just get into it right now. Los Pits of Bad Bunny's album. It's got a vibe that's like... It's kind of like a blast record, honestly, it reminds me of. It's very Cali, very Bay Area. It's got bounce. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about Bad Bunny, man. He can do so many versatile sounds. Like, obviously, he started with Latin Trap. Um, His last album had just a lot of island sounds on it. This one's got a mix. Honestly, I had low expectations for this album because he dropped last summer. I almost like a year and a half for artists to drop. I don't like, like, a like a 12 to 14 month. Like it just seems too quick depending mm-hmm. unless it's going to be real quality. And look, this shit was definitely quality. Um, so I like that album. I got dissolve off offsets album. Um, that's kind of a, mm-hmm. how would you say? I guess kind of a, a R and B record for offset. It's got a little auto tune on there. Um, so I mean, yeah. really, really it is a trap record, but you know, it's got, it's melodic. It's more melodic, a uh, different, different kind of pocket for offset. Overall, that's a great album. I listened through it once. Um, I really appreciate, I mean, if you've heard us talk about music and talk about albums, um, you've heard how I appreciate albums that just sound in the same kind of pocket the entire way through. This is a trap album all the way through, but it's not necessarily yeah. all just like hard rapping. It's got it's got different different swags, different, different vibes, uh, offsets. He's really grown as an artist. He is truly, I want to say an elite rapper, but he, he can definitely rip. He can definitely, he, he can definitely. I would say he's an elite rapper. Like he's like today's elite rapper. For like sure. obviously when you think elite rapper, you go, you go to like a, oh, he's not Nas or Eminem right. or Kendrick or someone like that. But like definitely one of the better ones climate, today. Like little babies. Lil Baby's an elite rapper in today's climate. You wouldn't say he's next to those guys, as For I just sure. mentioned, but like in today's climate, he absolutely he absolutely can get on a verse and kill it. For like sure. when you um there's multiple verses he's been on that he's killed, but yeah. Yeah, no, I gotta listen to that album all the way through again. I kinda had it in the background. I wanna say after the Sunday games, I was listening to it like late Sunday night. It's either late mm-hmm. Sunday or late Monday, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then my last song, it's Freddie J's, it's West Side Gun featuring PZ. West Side Gun says he dropped his last major album. He said he'll be doing a lot shorter of projects. Uh, if you're familiar with West Side Gun, he drops a few times a year. Uh, 
very mixtape heavy sounding albums, right? It's hard to call anything a mixtape now because yep. everything's on streaming services, but this definitely plays like a mixtape. Yeah. It's got DJ Drama, DJ Holiday all over the album, ad-libbing, talking their shit on the records. Um, he had a few different songs that I wanted to put on here. I didn't listen to him as much as Offset or the Bad Bunny album as intently, but Freddie J's caught my ear immediately. Uh, it's definitely got that just gritty... New York mixtape sound. This song's more of like a, a mm. trap record, though. But uh, I love everything that West Side Gun does. He's just such an original artist. Uh, nobody outside of, you know, the people in the Griselda tree, but even the people in the Griselda tree do not sound like West Side Gun. So definitely go check out West Side Gun's album. Check out the new Bad Bunny album. Check out the new Offset album. Definitely highly recommend all three. Love what I'm hearing from all three so far. Uh, can't wait to listen to them more Let's intently. Go. You said you had a fourth, though. Do you have a bonus? Um, Really, my bonus was just first-person shooter. I was just, I've was i been listening to a lot of J. Cole. And when I'm listening to music, because, again, I've been listening kind of like you. I know you've been listening to a lot of podcasts like Joe Budden, but you also listen to a lot of sports stuff, too. Uh, same here. And then, obviously, I've been listening to battle rap stuff, just keeping up with the climate because there's always stuff going on, especially in the fourth quarter of the year. It's always heavy, the heaviest of the battle time. I'll say this. I haven't been particularly eager to go back to uh, For All the Dogs. Not because I think it's a bad album. It just hasn't, like I've just noticed. I'm like, oh, I haven't really wanted to listen to it. But the one song I have thrown on mm -hmm. here and there when I'm like, I do want to listen to newer Drake is What Would Pluto Do? That seems to be the one that sticks out to me the most, yeah. even more than First Person Shooter. Because um, I feel like you're going to eventually hear a First Person Shooter everywhere, if not already. Uh and that'll, trust yeah. me, that'll be on all my curated playlists. I'm sure they'll throw that in. I listen to enough Drake and Cole. So, but yeah, I'm really loving the What Would Pluto Do record. Uh, I got to listen to it more intently ever since Duke said that's low-key a diss at Future. I want to see more details develop, see if that's true. I am under the per impersonation mm. that it's, uh, it's more of a, a fucking big ups to future rather than a diss to future yeah. you know he's paying homage to future but duke says otherwise so well, we'll see do, so i did it right so, exactly so that, that, like, i would i would go on your on your side of like i don't think it's a diss of future at all but we'll see it drake drake is the petty king if we go like a full year without a drake and future record might be might be some credence to that um i will say yeah Rick Ross and Meek Mill, they're dropping another single tonight off their album. So that means mm -hmm. we must be inching very close to the album. Album, I'm going to assume, will drop mid-November. That's just a complete guess. No no real inside intel on that, but just a complete guess that it would drop mm -hmm. around Thanksgiving. Um, let me see. There was someone else who was dropping a feature song. I know 21 was dropping... A record tonight too. Let me see. One thing while you're looking for that, um, I got it right here. It's that Lil, I quickly wanted to. It's Lil Wayne oh, and no, Two Chains, and it's a joint called Pressure. Mm -hmm. So that could be good. So new Twenty One tonight, new Lil Wayne and Two Chains, and new Rick Ross and Meek Mill. That record's called Lyrical Easy. So we shall <laughs> see what that sounds like. New Chris Brown too. Yeah. One thing I featuring Chris Davido. Brown. Oh, I do like that. It's going to be interesting. 
It'll be interesting. One thing, last thing I wanted to say real quick. I feel like Drake should have named this album Certified Lover Boy, but we can move on. I mean, I guess there's more like R&B This one on feels it. more like a certified lover. I feel m- like this one feels like a more certified lover boy. Even the intro, I mean, regardless of Duke saying if he's taking shots at whatever, he's still serenading. Um, if it would be Pusha T's wife, if that's what we're going with that theory, it would still be serenading in there. Um, as I said, the BBB, uh, BBL love. There's just so many songs on here that feels more like a lover boy rather than a f- for the dogs. I'll say this though. I think that's it. It fit more. Yeah, I mean, his last two solo albums were names that you figured would give each album like a theme, and neither album really felt like they yeah. had a theme to it. Uh, I will say the production all the way through on for all the dogs had more flow to it than CLB, but yeah, yeah, neither gave the content you would figure for what their album names were, you know, compared to all his other albums that, you know, I don't think you would, I guess take care kind of fits the theme of, you know, the album title, but all the other ones just, you know, they got their titles and they don't seem to have a direct correlation to the records, I would say. But uh, the last two, yeah, you would figure specific content and you got them here and there, but you definitely did not get them all the way through. But. Well, um, do you want to move right into picks here, or is there anything else you want to speak on? You want to do picks, or you want to do the other categories first? We can do our, we can do our fantasy draft of these picks. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, let's do the fantasy draft of the picks, because then we can talk about the spreads and then go into all the other, and go into the other stuff as well. Sure, Just yeah. because the picks will kind of give almost a little bit of that stuff away. So, so a little let's bit go of, into our picks. A little bit of background here. We usually do our picks for Sunday's Mondays and Thursdays games uh, before the Thursday night game. We're going to do it a little different. We're going to draft each game. So, Ken, how do you want to do this? How do you want to do first pick? Do I get the first pick because it's my idea? Do you want the first pick? What you want? Yeah. Yeah, no, your you're first pick, your first pick, your idea. You got cool. it. So, yeah. So, basically, we'll draft these in the order of, you know, what games we think will be best. So, I will go first. Uh, I feel like the mm-hmm. top two candidates are fairly obvious. And you know what? I think I think going into this game or going into this week, and I think I even said it on Monday when we recorded with Tim, I said I was looking to, forward to one game in particular. And I was aiming to draft that one first. But I'm going to pivot. I'm going to go with a Sunday night game. It could be a Super Bowl preview. It is the Dolphins at the Eagles. The Eagles are favored by two and a half points at home. Man, I cannot wait for this game. I actually don't even have a score down yet. Uh, that's one of the ones I left blank. I'm leaning Eagles. I'm leaning lower scoring. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 23 to 21 Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh. All right. So I have Miami winning 29 to 23. This game is going to be won or lost at the at the line. If the Dolphins can hold off the Eagles' pass rush, which is a hard hard if, but if they're able to neutralize the Eagles' pass rush, I think that they could make this game un, un, uncomfortable for the Eagles because of the fact that 
they have so much speed and the Eagles secondary has been lackluster all season. But if the Eagles are able to get to Tua like the Bills did, Bill uh Tua has been sacked six times this year, four of them came against the Bills. The Bills got after him. Then that this game could be very uncomfortable for the uh, for the Dolphins. So it's really as you said, I'm so interested to see how this game goes because it could go you could see Miami just show their speed and their outspeed them. You could see Philly out physical, out physical them. There's just so much that could happen in this game. I do have Miami uh, coming on the top though, 29 to 23. Still, a cl- it's gonna be a very close game. I just think maybe a late kind of score puts it away a little bit. If this were Miami at home, I may agree with you. Um, I do think Philly's gonna mm-hmm. be able to get to Tua, make him uncomfortable. Uh, otherwise, you're right. Yeah. The secondary hasn't played superb this year, certainly not compared to last year. Uh, but that defensive line of the Eagles is legit. Uh, and they're at home. I mean, look, Philadelphia is going to be a tough place to play no matter what. I'm not sure what the weather is, but there's it's probably going to be colder than Miami, Florida. I don't think that's crazy to say that. Um, so I see a ball control offense from Philly, them resorting to that. They're coming off a terrible loss to the Jets. Uh, I just don't see them going back-to-back losses here, especially at home. And I see, again, see a classic just ball control offense, keep it simple, second and short, managing the game, chewing up the clock, a lot of DeAndre Swift, and a lot of, oh, we're hitting all our easy targets, and, you know, a grinded-out win for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, with that being said, Keenan, your pick. have a feeling I know where you're going with this. Um yeah, you know exactly where I'm going with this. Uh, Miami at 7 o'clock, which is pretty much going to be game time, would be 80 degrees. Philly's going to be 54, just as a reference. So, yeah, it's a little bit colder. Um, of course, 1 o'clock slot, the Lions versus the Ravens. This, the is, Ravens. this is a game with – sorry, the Lions at the Ravens. This is a game that low-key – could be a Super Bowl preview. I don't not I'm not betting that, but this is a game where the Lions are playing well and obviously the Ravens are there. So it'd be a this would be a more shocking one than the Eagles Dolphins, but they're both playing very well. Uh what's the spread on this? Ravens are favored by three at home. Ravens are favored by three at home. I have Detroit winning this game. I have Detroit winning this game twenty seven to twenty four. I think that the Ravens are going to play. I think this game's going to be tough. Jared Goff has played much better on the road this season. I believe they're going to be getting Jameer Gibbs back, which is going to be good because obviously David Montgomery's out. But even so, Craig Reynolds has run well against that behind that offensive line. Amon Ra, you've got uh, Sam Laporta, you've got Josh Reynolds, who has a big connection with Jared Goff. They played together in uh, for the Rams. I just think that this Lions team's a little bit better than this Ravens team, and that's going to show they have they play great at the fronts where they need to. So I've got the Lions 27-24. Ravens easily could win this game, but I believe the Lions will. The reason why I did not draft this game first, because um, I will say I'm more intrigued by this matchup than Eagles-Dolphins. I think any outcome could happen for Eagles-Dolphins, and it won't really change my opinion on either team. You know, I think they're, mm-hmm. each is going to be – if not vying for the championship game, uh, they'll be like, I think the Eagles for sure will be in the NFC championship game at least, you know, and if the Dolphins don't make yeah. it to the championship game, I'm assuming they're losing a heartbreaker on divisional weekend. So 
it won't change my mind really that much on the team's outlooks going forward. That being yep. said, the Lions and Ravens, where I differ on this, where it kind of backed me off and it kind of scared me because all week I was ready to pick the Ravens, and I still might. I'm still up in the air, but Ravens are coming back from London. The Lions are 3-0 and on the road this year. Uh, the Lions have been better than expected on defense. Um, all signs really point to the Lions stealing it. That being said, going 3-0 and on the road this early in the season, that's pretty rare. That's pretty elite. Uh, if the Lions do, in fact, come away with a win, especially if it's close, more so than it's a blowout. If it's a blowout, you can kind of say, okay, Ravens coming back from London. You know, you got your jet lag. You got all that. That's kind of a funny game. And you have a, t- uh, a team that's legit in the Lions, right? No sneeze mm-hmm. in losing that game. But if you lose it close and the Lions pull that out and you get a really good Lamar effort, you almost have to put the Lions in a class with the Eagles, with the Niners. Uh, Porno on the road coming out of week seven. That's insane. You can almost coast to a top two seed. After Wins that. at the Chiefs and at the Ravens, if that's the case. Exactly. Those, exactly. Are, two qual- those are two quality wins. 100%. So my heart says Ravens. My head says I should pick the Lions. But I'm going to roll with the Ravens here, 24 to 20. I think the Lions' road luck runs out. But would not be surprised, though, if the Lions win this one going away just based on jet lag. That being said, I mean, come on, Harbaugh and Lamar got to be ready for this game regardless. That's why we think they're mm-hmm. elite. That's why we think they're a Super Bowl contender. So, yeah, I got another low-scoring effort on the road for the Lions, but them losing this effort. Okay. Uh, next game. What's your next one? Let me see. It would have been. I'll tell you this. If Anthony Richardson was playing, it would be Browns-Colts. Instead, I'm going to go with... Oh, shit. Here we go. I was going to go somewhere else, but Chargers Chiefs is sitting right there. Chiefs are favored by five and a half at home. I mean, we could have picked that one easy, but I mean, look. The Chargers, what is the, I mean, the Chargers and Cowboys were so ugly in the red zone in their Monday night game. Uh, I think most people would have took the over in that game. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Uh, I took the under and hit on that, by the way. That's a little humble brag there, but you just can't count like this should be a ripe spot for the chiefs to lose. They just picked up Miko Hardman. Uh, I've said all year, they're shaky at wide receiver. They're still five and one. Their defense holds up. Mahomes isn't playing that well. He's just making dumb mistakes week after week, just kind of floating the ball out there and getting picked off. Uh, the Chargers have enough talent and enough matchups against Mahomes where you'd almost favor them, uh, especially on the road because it really makes no difference whether they play at home or on the road. They're almost at a disadvantage. Uh, God, of course, all these scores, the first three that we've picked are ones that don't have scores for because I wanted to hear what you had to say first. But I'm actually going to go Chargers here. Against my better judgment, this is almost exactly like how I picked the Chargers to win the division. It just felt like this would, the year, this would be the year to average out. Um, this should be... Yep. This should be the right time to catch the Chiefs. You know, I'm sure I haven't looked at the schedule, but I'm sure they're playing in like the week 12 to 14 to 16 range. They might even be the last game of the year. I don't know. But this would be the right time. The Chiefs aren't playing particularly well. Uh, Kelsey is healthy, but he's not 100%. That's for sure. Uh, And the Chargers need something to go their way. I mean, Brandon Staley, week after week, 
tries to sabotage them on these fourth and short calls. Uh, it seems like he loses them more often than not. But I'm going to go with the Chargers, 28 to 25. So we don't talk about our picks prior at all. Nope. Kyle didn't have really a score for this one. I wrote down Chargers 28-25 and then amended it to 28-27 Chargers. I think this is a spot, the last seven meetings, I believe, or six meetings between the Chiefs and uh, Chargers have been one-score games. Uh, they've all been within six. The only one within that time that wasn't, or within like seven games that wasn't, was a 38-20 to 20, uh, Chargers win, but it was week 18 or 17 at the time, and Mahomes and everybody was sitting. So like mm. it wasn't actually a game where you could count it. But everything's within six, 27-23, 30-27, 30 30-24, something around there. So the five and a half, um, it, betting-wise, we're going to talk about a couple things betting later. But I think that the Chargers are just in a spot here where they're a very desperate team because they lose this game, they're pretty much out with how good the AFC is. I mean, obviously they could get hot and they could, in Chargers fashion, try to find their way week 18 in a game where actually they played the Chiefs week 18. I just looked. Mm. So we'll see. But this game's kind of a must-win for the Chargers, it's not really for the Chiefs. I think the Chargers are going to come out play well, like they always, they pretty much do against the Chiefs. They're going to sneak out a win. They are going to be the more desperate team. Yeah. Uh, they would go to two and four with a loss. I wouldn't rule them out all the way. They got too much talent. Not and all there's the too way. much. Not all the way, but two and four, three and three looks much better than two and four, as you well. It definitely does. It definitely does. But there's there's too much season left. Too much injuries that could happen, and they. And they just have entirely too much talent. Now, if they go two and five, then yeah, I would I'd be right on that train with you. But two and four, no sneeze at losing to the Chiefs. Um, but yeah, they need this game. It seems like it seems like the Chiefs play better in LA than the Chargers do when they're at home facing the Chiefs. So mm-hmm. yeah, I like them in this game again. It it seems like the perfect spot. The Chiefs really have struggled their way to five and one. Like it's an ugly five and one. Uh, you could say the same thing yeah. about the Eagles' record. But I like the Eagles' overall roster better than the Chiefs. But, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. with the talent that the Chargers have, the amount of explosion they possibly have on offense, it doesn't seem to happen as much as it should. They should definitely have yeah. bigger plays. But, you know, they have all their bodies. They'll have Eckler. They'll have Keenan Allen. Obviously, Herbert's there. Um, would love to see Herbert use his legs more. Uh, I mean, this this should be one where if he just went, Josh Allen was like, all right, I'm going to try to break the pocket any chance I get, like, if people aren't open, I would love the Chargers a lot more if he was more freestyle like that. I mean, it's good that he's not reckless in a sense, but he's so talented. I feel like he doesn't use all his talents that much. I feel, I feel like he's very yeah. by the book. Her, Herbert is a guy who is like someone per se. I'm going to use just Brock Purdy, for example, right now. Someone or someone who's maximized everything that he possibly has at this moment in time. Obviously, Brock Purdy can get better. I'm not saying this is the best version we've ever seen, mm-hmm. but he is someone maximizing everything. Tua is someone who's maximizing everything. Even Josh Allen is maximizing every single ounce of what he can. It just feels like Herbert, there's like 10% more that needs to be unlocked. And like by this point, you felt like it should be unlocked. He's been in the league four years now. 
Um, Kellen Moore hasn't unlocked it yet. No. Um, I mean, obviously the season's young. It's not like he can't like develop more. But he's kind of the same guy that he came in the league as. Like, obviously, he's a little bit more refined. He's learned the game more. But, like, he was super talented coming into the league, and he showed that week. His first game was against the Chiefs after Tyrod Taylor got stabbed. But, so, like, he came in, he showed his talent, and then he's kind of just been that guy. Like, he came in almost at, like, an A-, minus, and this has been that for the remainder of his career, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but, like... He sticks to the script There's just, a like, a little bit more... Yeah, there's just a little bit more that like could put him from six to ten to like one to five. Like I feel like he there's no reason why he can't be in the conversation right now with Joe Burrow. But he's not. Like obviously playoff success and things like that have to come from it, but also he was up and Trevor Lawrence threw four picks in the first half and I believe fumbled and then still lost that game. But yeah, that's enough on Justin Herbert. We can move on to the next game. I'm going to draft. I have to go best game to worst game. Okay. I'm going to draft Atlanta at Tampa. Figure that's where you're going. Atlanta at Tampa. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the line on that? It is bucks by two and a half. Bucks two and a half. I, I think I'm going to lean Atlanta here, and I'm going to lean Atlanta 21 to 18. I have no feel for this game. After the they lost to the uh, Bucks lost last week pretty convincingly. I believe it was like 20 to 6. Uh, they lost pretty convincingly. Atlanta lost last week. That was late. So it. This this the NFC South, so really anything could happen. If you told me it was a blowout, I would say the Buccaneers won for sure because I don't think Atlanta has the ability to blow out anybody. But I think low scoring game, I would feel a little bit more confident that the um, rushing attack of Atlanta can get it done. But again, it you're putting faith in Desmond Ritter, like maybe he sprains his ankle and Taylor Heineke comes in. I don't wish injury upon anybody because that's not a good thing to do, but somehow, or maybe he's just playing bad enough and sometime, somehow Taylor Heineke comes in and bodes better for the Atlanta Falcons. But 21-18 Atlanta, I'm not confident in. I got 24-16 Tampa Bay. Um, it's Desmond Ritter on the road. Uh, talent for talent, you might give the edge to Atlanta. Uh, the Bucks still got plenty mm-hmm. of talent on offense, some talent on defense as well. Yeah. Um, but to me, you've got a professional quarterback in Baker Mayfield versus someone who I don't believe is a starter in Desmond Ritter. Uh, and again, other than that, I think the teams are pretty even. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think this is a perfect spot for the Bucks, and it's divisional game, and it's the Bucks at home. Uh, any chance you have Desmond Ritter on the road outside? I think that's a good recipe for a loss. Uh, these seem to be the games, though, that he's randomly won this year. He has had a couple good moments, specifically after me ripping him. I believe that was like week three going into week four. I don't remember, but that seems to be the range. Against Green Bay, I believe. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, was it that game? Yeah. He was awful last week. He was absolutely awful. I do not see starter anywhere in this guy. I wouldn't be mad if he was someone's backup. I truly believe Heineke is 
not just better, but much better than Desmond Ritter. And I think he fits his team perfectly. He's mobile enough, which I get Ritter's mobile. That's why you kind of like him. But anything to do with dissecting the defense, anything to do with throwing receivers open, uh, just getting the ball to receivers, especially in tight spots. I don't want anything to do with Desmond Ritter. So I got the Bucks all day here. But uh, okay. if I'm going to draft another game. Hmm. All right, I'm going to go Steelers Rams, which almost have the same score. I have 24, 18 Rams. It's going to be Rams at home. They're favored by three. Uh, Steelers, I believe, are coming off a bye. So I believe you're going to get a really good effort, yes. especially from the Steelers defense. I think they're going to make it tough on Stafford. Uh, Stafford can't move at all. So I think the pass rush is definitely going to keep him in the game. I do think the Rams passing attack will be enough, especially against what the Steelers have on offense. They have been ugly, to say the least, on offense. They still find a way to get to 18, and then these uh, you know low 20s games somehow. seems like Pickett has two or three good throws in him a week. Uh, but on the road here, I like the Rams. I like the way they're playing. I like the way Stafford's connecting with Cup, with Puka, 2-2 Atwell. They seem to have a nice rhythm on offense. Uh, as long as they can keep him upright enough in this game, they should come away. Uh, but the Steelers' defense will keep him in it. I just don't think their offense has enough to keep him in it, especially on the road. If this game was in Pittsburgh, I might lean Pitt. But I'm going to roll with the Rams. I'm the opposite of you there. I actually have Pittsburgh 21-20. to 20. I think that this front's going to get after Stafford heavily. Uh, TJ Watt's going to have a huge game. Um, more on TJ Watt later a little bit. Um, but I do think TJ Watt's going to have a very big game. And because they're going to put the uh, Steelers in favorable, the defense is going to put the offense in favorable positions. I think they'll be able to do just enough with Jalen Warren, Najee, Pickens. Pickett will just have to not die by the hand of Aaron Donald. Just, it's asking a bit. Just try not to die. It's asking a bit. I can't <laughs> listen. I, I, I was asking a lot for any singular singular human being. Aaron Donald's still a freak. But yeah, this I try not to die by the hand of Aaron Donald, and I think they'll be able to pull it out. But again, not a game I would bet. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a feel for this. Like a huge feel for this one. Alrighty. So, game I'm going to draft. God, that game's so bad. Um, I'm going to draft Green Bay versus Denver. Uh, what's the line here? It's uh Packers by one and a half. Broncos at home. Packers Packers by one and a half. I've got Green Bay winning this game. I don't see how they I don't know fully how they lose this game. They're coming off of a bye. I think LaFleur is a really good coach. Obviously, I mean, Jordan Love maybe like maybe turnover. I think Aaron Jones is going to be back for this game too, which is going to give this offense a whole new dynamic. That if there's a team that you can throw on, there's a team you can move the ball on, it's going to be Denver. Their defense has been atrocious this year. And then defensively, the Green Bay has been good all season. So, I mean, the Lions game was really the only game, but the Lions were – have been a pretty good team, obviously, this year. So I've got Green Bay winning 24-18. to 18. I don't think it's going to be a crazy game, but 24-18 Green Bay. 
I'm going to go 24-23 Broncos. Um, I've watched a lot of Packers this year. I thought they would be better. Hey, you, you bet them heavy. <laughs> I uh, I've I've picked. I think I've picked them literally every week for a win this year on this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I've picked them to lose once. They're disjointed. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, them coming off a bye is pretty good. But Denver, as weird as they've been, as ugly as that defense has been, they're coming off a good performance against the Chiefs. Granted, that was a Thursday night game. Um. If you don't look at the stats, Russell Wilson really hasn't been that terrible. Uh, specifically speaking, the last game where he at one point, I think, had like 44 yards going into the fourth quarter. Uh, he's playing much better than last year. The Broncos seem to be coming together somewhat as a whole, as a team, as ugly and as disjointed as it is. Uh, I don't know how I said they're both disjointed and coming together, but they do seem much better than like they're week two, giving up 70, the Dolphins, all right? They're much better from that point. Russell Wilson is a professional quarterback enough. It's the receivers you got to worry about. It's the offensive line you got to worry about. This defense, again, is a little better, and the Packers are entirely inconsistent. So you could tell me any outcome of this game. I do think it's going to be low scoring regardless. I do think it's going to be ugly regardless. I do have the Broncos coming out on top. It's not the most confident. But I am rolling with the whole team, the home team, excuse me. And uh, the Packers, yeah, the Packers just have been entirely too inconsistent. That being said, you do make good points. They just had Christian Watson come back on that Thursday night game. Uh, then they go into the bye. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're getting Aaron Jones back. So you do like the Packers in the spot. Me just having watched them more than I'd like to admit these first few weeks, it just seems like a lot of inconsistencies. But in that case, you do like LaFleur and the Packers coming off a bye. But want to see more from Jordan Love. That's for sure. I had higher expectations yeah. from him early on in the season. But as you pointed out, the season's still young. Uh, so we will see. But I do think that's going to be a crazier game than uh, a chaotic be game. An interesting one. I think it's going to be a chaotic game for sure. I'm going to go. I'm just going to get this out the way. I think it would have been drafted earlier if this – team that's very near and dear to our hearts was performing a little better but it's bills at patriots i got the bills winning by 10 um it's plus eight and a half right it's plus eight and a half got the bills winning by 10 um look everybody is unhappy in new england there's there's nothing to be happy about this season really and you know they're hitting another rough part of their schedule with the bills who do we got next week after the bills God, it's another tough it. team. Let me let me look at it. I want to say it's the Chargers, but I don't talking. I don't think it's the Chargers. But uh look. Dolphins. Oh, it's the Dolphins. That's right. Great. Great. In Miami. Great. That's right. I forgot. Great. And we actually played them well the first time around. But um look, the Pats actually put together one of their better offensive drives of the entire year coming out of the second half. Uh and they could not capitalize against Brian Hoyer. It just seems to be nothing going right. If for we're this team, about one drive. It's we're talking so about sad. one drive, and uh, <laughs> no, that, no, that's the thing. We're talking about one drive. That's so sad. And uh, oh my god, look, it's it's just. I'll go back to those first couple of weeks. It would have been nice to pick up a win there, just to just given how tough their schedule was going to be. Then when you lose to a Cowboys and the and the Saints, especially the Saints was the worst loss of the entire year. When you lose those games, then you put yourself in no man's land. And then you end up at this part of the schedule where it's Bills, 
and it's the Dolphins coming off the Raiders in a game that they should have won. Uh, granted, they did have injuries, uh, but, you know, the Raiders go down Jimmy G. That's almost giving you a gift. Uh, and Hoyer's no no slouch at backup quarterback, but come on, that's a gift at the end of the day. Uh, I do think the Pats will be competitive in this game. I can't, there's no reason for me to pick them. No reason at all in the world for me to pick them. So I got 24 to 14, but I do think it'll be a pretty competitive game. I do want to give props to Mac, though. I thought Mac played well last week, despite the interception. Uh, he threw that absolutely That's perfect great. ball to Devontae Parker yeah. at the end, and Parker couldn't reel it in. Um, I truly feel bad for Mac. We, we've piled on him quite a bit, but I don't think he's been given a fair shake the entire way. Um, even this mm-hmm. year, tough schedule, new OC again, his third OC in three years. Um you know, that's tough to ask of any quarterback, let alone a young quarterback, let alone a young quarterback who's essentially replacing Tom Brady. Um, so I don't know what his future holds. I don't know what the Patriots future holds after this year. It's going to be a dramatic end to this season just moving forward because their season's already over. They're going nowhere fast. So it's going to be constant Mac Jones future talk, constant Bill Belichick future talk into the offseason, into the draft. Um I'm not looking forward to any of this, but you know, that's where that's the state of the franchise right now. So we'll see. I hope we perform. I hope we come out competitive. Granted, we got injuries too on the defensive end, but we will see. We will see how it goes. Keenan, what is your score for this game? So a few things I'm going to address one, anyone who bet the Patriots last week, the plus three, probably hate Mac Jones for the rest of their life, taking a sack in the end zone. There was, that was the one thing that literally couldn't happen. So I feel bad for anybody who pet the Patriots. Uh, I didn't actually, so that's one. Two, you're right. This offseason is going to be very interesting on what's going to happen with Belichick, what's going to happen with Mac, unless we get the number one pick, because then it's Mac, bye. I'll see you later. We got Caleb Williams, whatever. Um, That's two. Three, talking about this game, I think it's going to be an absolute route. I think the Bills are winning 38-16. to 16. They've averaged beating us by 12 over the last over the last three years since it are technically yeah, three years now because they haven't played this year since they got in Stephon Diggs. The only game that there's been two games that have been close. One was the wind game. That was absolutely obviously just like one you have to throw to the side because it was one of the weirdest games you'll ever have. And I think there was one the first game was like 24-21. Hmm. Since then, we've seen a 47-17 to 17 debacle. I think it's been 12 points plus. The Bills are coming off of two a bad loss and then a bad win in the sense they beat the Giants 14-9. You've got to score more than 14 against the Giants team. And... When the Bills go down and they play an inferior comp, they play an inferior opponent, they go up. Josh Allen has been great against Bill Belichick. I just I don't see a way this game's gonna get out of hand early. Um, yeah, I don't see the Patriots doing anything in this game at all. 38-16 Buffalo. A route. Go on. If you have anything else. It's your pick. Okay, I wasn't sure if you had anything to add by that. Just a just a route. Um, so I've got Arizona seeing Seattle. I think that game could be interesting. Uh, what's the line? Seven and a half. The Seahawks are favored by. Seven. I think that's. I think that's right, but I also think it's a little high at the same time. It's a little high. Um, I would. I have Seattle winning, but I think I. 
they could definitely win by seven plus for sure. They're a much better. They're, I won't say much, but they're definitely a better team than Arizona. But the way Arizona's played this year, being a division game could be a little bit interesting. I've got Seattle winning this game 26 to 20. I'm not sure if I'd bet the seven and a half, maybe tease it, but I've got the Seahawks winning 26, 20. I actually have 27, 20 Seahawks. I'm very intrigued by this game. Um, it's going to be Seahawks at home. Yeah. So they have, you know, obviously a great home field advantage. They're coming off a bad Geno Smith game where, uh, it seemed like the Seahawks moved the ball really well against the Bengals until they got in the red zone through bad picks, took bad sacks. Uh, so it's a bounce back game for them. The Cardinals, as we say every week, they've outperformed expectations. They're competitive in just about every game. Um, so I'm really intrigued by this matchup mm-hmm. for that reason. I do think the Seahawks come out on top, and I have them winning by a touchdown. So 27-20 Hawks. Your pick? My pick. I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with the Vikings and Niners. I'm surprised we actually didn't pick that one earlier. Uh, it's Monday night. Niners are favored by a touchdown on the road at Minnesota. And... Uh, God, I didn't have a score for this one, weirdly. Uh, I would have scored it 28-20. to 20. Uh, I don't know what the injury report looks like. I'm assuming Debo's going to be back. I'm not sure about McCaffrey, given the oblique injury. McCaffrey's day-to-day McCaffrey's day with an oblique, but pretty much just schedule him to be out. I don't see him playing. If he's, I think they're going to be cautious with him. I think Debo, there's a chance. If he's day-to-day, though, that's that's a good sign. It's a good sign. Like I, there's, he's missed anything major, but they say day to day with it. But honestly, I don't see him playing this. I I would be shocked if he played him this week, just because he is so pivotal to that offense. You wouldn't want him back to try to injure him, especially in a game that's winnable without him. So, I would if I'm them, I'm sitting him out this week. There's no need to rush him back. We know you're going to be in the playoffs, and this is definitely a game you should win, even not having Christian McCaffrey. So. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell's a good backup. Yeah, I would love this matchup if Justin Jefferson was playing. I think it would be a shootout, and it very well still might be. Uh, I do think the Niners being in a dome, I feel like it's going to be a track meet for them. I feel like they'll get loose early, which will mean the Vikings will be throwing. I mean, they'd be throwing anyway, but the Niners just have such good clock management and control over the game. And if they get up 10 and they can start putting pressure on Kirk. I think it's going to be very hard. That being said, I do have it 28 to 20. I do think it's going to be close enough. You know, I don't know whether that's like a, a a late score for the Vikings, but I do think the Niners will be in control of this game the majority of the way through. But I do think it'll be entertaining. Um, but if the Niners do happen to be down uh, Debo and McCaffrey, that gives the Vikings a little bit of a better chance, but I'd still have the Niners regardless. Yeah, I have the Niners winning 27-18. Uh, I think Brock Purdy is going to play much better this week than he did last week, regardless of the weapons. I know a lot of people, I mean, sports media, like ESPN, all of them, talk, we're talking about like, oh, obviously, as I brought up on Monday, is Brock Purdy elite? Like, how does last game affect him? Blah, blah, blah. Like, he was playing he was playing what is right now the best defense in the league, one. Two, it is hard to switch up a game plan mid-game where, okay, you have a very big feature in Debo and an even bigger feature in Christian McCaffrey, and both of them leave the game, obviously, and playing against a very good defense, which now is like, okay, they're not going to run as well. We can really get after him, and, and the weather wasn't great, obviously. So 
not not really not excuses, but it's understandable as to why. And it wasn't like he was going to play perfect every game for the remainder of his career. He's not the greatest quarterback to ever live by far. So and they still had a 50-50 shot at the end there with that field goal. And he still he set a forty-one yard field goal to get out of that with a win. And that's all you can ask for. Like, yeah, he threw a bad ball early on that I think that some to Juwan Jennings, but it was behind him, almost got picked. But then he threw the ball to Brandon Ayuk, made a couple other throws. Nice throw to uh, Juwan on the sideline. So he made the plays that you needed to late in the game and got fortunate with one, which again, everyone's getting fortunate with one. Mahomes has gotten fortunate. Brady has everyone. So it's like, you can't really hate on him for getting fortunate in situations, but I think this is a nice bounce back spot for him. I like the 49ers here, 27 to 18. Cool. Your draft pick. Alrighty. And there's one game I'm avoiding like the plague. Um, I think that Jacksonville, New Orleans could be semi-interesting. Trevor Lawrence is playing, which will make this game better. Uh, what's the line? Saints by one and a half. Saints by one and a half. And I think that was like two and a half to three earlier. But the fact that Trevor is now playing, it's getting bet down. Um, so I've got the Jags winning this game. I think it's going to be a little uglier with the fact that it's a Thursday night game. Trevor's not 100% healthy, but he is playing. Um, I've got this going to be about 25 to like 19. I think it's going to be a kind of an ugly game. Run game's going to do enough ETN, but I don't trust the Saints offense either. Yeah, I believe the over-under in this game is 41, and 25 to 19 would be over, and the Saints have gone under in their last 12 games. Uh, I actually have it. 21 to 17 Saints. And this is strictly a schedule loss for me for the Jags, uh, on top of Lawrence being a little banged up. Uh, I mentioned prior to them going into that London game, their original London game, how they would have two London games back to back, one of them being the Bills, then coming back for a divisional game, then a Thursday game before their bye. I think they finally get their bye after that, or they might have a game in between that. Regardless, we'll have some yep. sort of break coming off a Thursday night. Um, and since then, they went 3-0 and in those games, which I would never have expected. Uh, yeah. It seems like they're due. Uh, New Orleans, back in the day, we would have said they have a home field advantage. It hasn't really been that since Breeze departed. Uh, it's not the same, of course. It's not the same, but they've, yeah, they've just, they've happened to lose a lot of games at home or, you know, they're probably around the 500 range. But so the Superdome doesn't really have uh, the same effect, I guess, anymore. But mm -hmm. yeah, strictly a schedule loss for me. I, you know, neutral field in general. If they weren't coming off London games and the type of schedule they'd have, I'd probably pick the Jags here all day. Uh, they they got slightly more talent. Uh, Carr has been <laughs> worse than expected, at least on my part. I thought he was going to bounce back a little bit from last year, which he has. He's been good, but he hasn't he's been average really. You know what I mean? He's been good enough for, to win you games, it's, but he hasn't been great. And there's not really an excuse now. He has Chris Olave. He has Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara is there. Their line isn't terrible. It's has it's not as good as it has been in recent years, but it's still not terrible. Like he definitely has an offense that can make plays, and it's definitely not a team that shouldn't. Not that they should be putting up thirty a game, but they definitely should be competing offensively. And he just hasn't gotten the job done. And also Dennis Allen as your coach doesn't help. So. Yeah, he's been very average. Uh, anytime he has a new OC, it seems to be year two where he really has a 
hold for the offense and performs well. So maybe next year we're looking at a really good Saints year, a really good Dave or Derek Carr year. Um, but that being said, this year they have an entirely easy schedule, which is why I had them winning, I think, 11 games prior to the season, uh, just really based mm-hmm. on talent and schedule. I do think they come out of here with a win on this one. Uh, but it will be an ugly game, I suspect. Uh, who knows? Maybe we get a, a good, yep. get a good shootout here, but I don't suspect it at all. I would love it. That'd be pretty cool, but I don't see it. I'm going to go with Browns and Colts what's your, next. What's your choice? I'm going to go with Browns and Colts. Okay. It's in Indy. The Browns are favored by three. It looks like Deshaun's trending towards playing, but we've heard that a couple times before. His injury situation's been really weird. Uh, I would have never guessed this prior to the year, but the Browns have become one of my favorite teams to watch. I absolutely love watching that defense. That defense is physical. Um, it seems like they're playing 15 men on defense at times. Like You cannot throw deep on them. You can't really, really throw on them at all. Uh, it just has such an old school feel to it. Uh, I got, sorry, hold up. I got the Browns winning 20 to 12 against the Colts. Uh, I don't think there's anything Minshew can do. And if Deshaun can play, if he is playing, I feel like they'll get a couple scores in there. Uh, if it's PJ Walker versus Gardner Minshew, I mean, you could convince me that this is going to be a 12 to 10 game. Uh, I'd still roll with the Browns, but. Either way, it's going to be ugly, but yeah, I cannot wait to watch the Browns in even more divisional matchups as this, as the season goes on. Um, yeah. But yeah, Deshaun's injury is something to monitor. A rotator cuff injury is never a good sign, uh, and the way it's just been handled has been extremely weird. He was like cleared. The first he week was they like were... odd. He was cleared to be fine, and then it was like he just like it was not a pain tolerance thing, and then he just sat out and. They're treating it like a baseball injury, and it's like, okay, well, this sounds odd. Like, what's going, what's going on there in the Cleveland, uh, Cleveland staff? But it's weird. I don't really know. He might. He was a full participant today. I think he was yesterday too. So it looks like he could play. But again, it could come to Sunday, and he just be like, ah, I'm not playing again. I don't really know what's going on. But I personally have it 20 to 14 Cleveland. I have in the same vein. I don't think Gardner in this offense can do anything. It's really going to come down. Can Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss get push offensively? If they can't and you get into third and longs, you're going to have Miles Garrett screaming down at you. I don't think it's really going to work out for them. So I got this 20 to 14 Cleveland. I've been avoiding this game. Still, I got a chance to. Good. Um, so I'm picking Washington and New York. Whatever that line is. Reasonably so. Uh, it is Commanders by three. Commanders by three. I've got the Commanders in this game. I think that the Commanders are just a little bit better team. I think they're getting as much as they can out of Sam Howell. Brian Robinson's actually been running pretty well and the defense has been playing well in spots like here and there. They've been playing well, depends on the week. Um, and the giants offense, even though the defense played well last week, the offense only put up nine and I don't think Tyrod Taylor is a huge step down from Daniel Jones. If he does play. So I've got this game about 21 to 17. I've got a 25, 18 commanders. Uh, the commanders have been, Pretty fun to watch. Uh, you know, I think they're going to be a thorn in a lot of teams' side down the stretch here. 
I think they're a wild card threat. And, uh, you know, if they're playing a team like the Eagles, like the Niners, like the Cowboys, uh, it's not going to be an easy out for them. Uh, Howell's mobile. Howell's frisky enough, if you want to call it that. Uh, they got enough weapons on offense. Like you said, the defense has playmakers. This is a good team. Uh, the Giants, no, I mean, look, they're a lot like New England. They just don't have a ton of talent, uh, especially in the offensive end. Their offensive line is just awful, uh, which bodes terribly in this matchup, really, against the Commanders. But the Giants should be the more desperate team. No idea who's playing yet, whether it's going to be Tyrod or Daniel Jones. I like the Giants' chances a little better with Daniel Jones. Uh, I do think if it's Tyrod that they're not going to turn the ball over really at all. Uh, I mean, he fared well against the Bills last week. Uh, you will see a desperate Giants team again. Not that they're going anywhere, but they do need a win. I think they got the Jets next week, and then after that, the, mm. the schedule gets really hard. So, I mean, these are really the two games where you want to make some effort. So, I do think it's going to be close. I do think they're going to have a shot. But the Commanders really do have a ton of talent compared to the Giants. So, Commanders all day for me. And uh, we only have one great game left here. The matchup of the backup quarterbacks. We're going to have, what is it, Tyson? How do you pronounce his last name? Is it Baggett? Baggett? Ba- bag- Baggant. Baggant? Tyson Baggant. Tyson Baggant. Yes, Kyle. Versus Brian Hoyer. Can you tell me what college you went to? I have no idea. I'm guessing guess, Shepard. Oh, that's right. I did hear that on the broadcast last week. It's a random ass school. Was he like a seventh round pick? Was to he Shep- undrafted? Went to Shepard. Um, I want to say he was like, um, where I don't even know where it is, but he went Wyoming. to Shepard, and I guess he was a star at Shepard. But um, Shepard College. It's Let's in West look Virginia. it up. You give your score while I'm looking up Shepard. It's in College. West Virginia. In West Virginia. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Well, he was. He set like a Virginia record because I think he threw like 53 at D2 Shepard. That's a D2 uh, school. All right. Uh, so I got the Raiders winning 17 to 15, just based on the talent they have on offense. Hoyer does have a good command of that offense. Uh, if you give Hoyer time, he will find open players. They do have Josh Jacobs. They do have Devontae Adams. Uh, they got Crosby on defense, so they can make life a living hell for Tyson Baggin. Is that what it is? I mean, who knows? Baggin. 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 B-A-G-E-N-T. Baggin. So I have Tyson Baggin losing in his Baggin. first start. <laughs> losing in his first start to the Raiders. Uh, this is <laughs> the worst game of the weekend by far. Who knows, though? It could very well end up being the best game of the week and you just never know in the nfl i doubt it in a game that features uh a lot of contenders facing each other here but yeah 17 15 raiders silver and black you've got brian hoyer and aiden o'connell versus tyson baggin and nathan peterman they're those are the backups for each guy so this game's gonna be twelve to six. I wanted to go nine to six. There's gonna be zero touchdowns scored in this game. I'm not sure this combined game gets over three hundred and fifty yards. I don't know. About I think that. this might be the worst. I you know neither what? one of these defenses I, are I good. See, and Devon, Kyle, I was going. Devonte Adams is in this game. It's not like there's <laughs> not offensive weapons in this game. Hey, the 1979 Seahawks, who had Steve Largent put up negative seven yards in a game. I, anything is possible. 
So I was trust. I was looking because I was trying to see what was the lowest amount of yards anyone's ever put up, and I guess negative seven was it. Steve Largent had two catches for twenty five yards, but I guess there was like a thirty yard play that like with negative. It was just bad. Regardless, anyways, negative seven total yards in that game. Is it going to be that bad? Absolutely not. It can't be in today's NFL. I think that each team probably puts up around two hundred yards, maybe. I don't see a touchdown being scored in this game. So you don't, if there is, you don't think, cool. I would hope to be wrong. I hope it's like a. I hope it's. So you don't think against that, that terrible Bears defense that Brian Hoyer and Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams can get a touchdown? I think, I think it's more likely than not Josh Jacobs breaks. This is one of those. I mean, like they could, but I mean, again, the Raiders team has. It's like they've been putting up points this year. They've had the same cast of people. I mean, 21, 17, 17, 18, 10, 17. That's been everything. They haven't put more than 21, and that was against the Patriots, which I get, comes with, and two of it wasn't even, two of it wasn't even that. But, um, so, actually, wait, no, there was a pick six in that game, wasn't there? I don't remember. Didn't Mac throw a pick six? Or did he just do a pick? I don't even remember at this point. But regardless, at twelve to six, it's a little bit of a bold prediction that neither team's going to score a touchdown. Yes, I understand they're going to try to feature Devontae Adams because in a press conference yesterday he was basically just saying like, "Why are we not?" So they're going to definitely make like an effort to feature Devontae Adams as they should. He's a really good guy, really good receiver. But twelve to six, no touchdown scored. About four hundred yards of total offense from both teams combined. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's like a 38 to 35 shootout. If these were two good defenses and like Brant Hoare is not terrible. If he was like a young quarterback who we had no record on, like Beggin, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, and who, who knows? He's got a, he's got a week of practice. He might very well give a new dimension to this offense that Justin Fields doesn't have. You know, he's not the most accurate he, quarterback. I, I hope I'm wrong. But, Hoyer, I'll say this, Hoyer, I'm so wrong. the Bears' defense is terrible. Hoyer pushes the ball down the field more than Garoppolo. Uh, he's a pretty accurate quarterback, you know what I mean? He's a limited quarterback, but he's accurate, and he's got a decent deep ball. Like, we've seen Hoyer in, you know, true NFL games. Uh, I do like, I mean, I think him and Devontae Adams, Jacobs, and the crew, Jacoby. Uh, yeah, I think, of course, yeah, they get a touchdown. Of course they get a touchdown against the Bears. Yeah, I'm taking that all day. But I mean, hey, it's not like I got a. Yeah. It's not like I got a high scoring like, game here I, either. I couldn't hope to be more wrong. I couldn't hope if to this be was more like wrong. the Titans. But if this was like if this was like the Titans and Malik Willis versus like the Browns and PJ Walker, I might I might be with you there. Or shit, if it's PJ Walker versus Minshew, like I think that's that's got a higher possibility of being a only field goal game. Uh, if it's PJ Walker versus Minshew. But Bears Bears can't defend anybody. The Raiders aren't particularly great on on defense either. So, but we can move on. That's all the games. That was pretty fun. That was cool. That was nice. Um. So, yeah. Um, so I was thinking, if you had to bet three of these games, which ones would you bet? So like, because I was thinking, uh, we talked about it before. Three a week. Well, we, what games would you we, bet? We talked briefly. You said best go. bets, or unless you don't want to go. Before. You said best bets. Best bets. And I right. was, I wasn't gonna keep it to football. I actually was gonna 
Like, I love the Oklahoma City over bet. I think their wins are 44 and a half. Season oh. starts on Tuesday. That's one of my that's one of my favorite oh, man. bets. Um, but out of these games, I mean, I guess Chargers at five and a half at the Chiefs. I like that bet. I like whatever the over is. I'm not sure what the total is. I think it's 47. Um, Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Let me look. You can't go wrong, really. Again, with the Ravens coming off the London game, Lions at you know plus three. Can't really go wrong with that either. Um, fuck else we got. And I really like the Bucks two and a half. They just got to cover by a field goal against Desmond Ritter. I like the Bucks in that game. They got enough talent. They got enough receivers. They can move the ball. Baker Mayfield is a professional enough quarterback against Desmond Ritter. I mean, I I like that score all day. I like them to just win by a field goal. Yeah, I, I'll okay. take them in that game. And if you want to take... So, so cool enough... Mm. Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, cool enough, we have two of the same three. I actually love I love the Chargers plus five and a half. I think that can be a field goal game. Or I mean, I have the Chargers winning, but I think if they lose, it could be a field goal game. I have Detroit winning outright, but I think I like them plus three too. I just think, I just don't see them losing by more than a field goal. The Ravens aren't a team that typically blow you out. And if they do, it's 25 to nine, like they did the Texans week one or something along those lines. I just don't see the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins. I just don't see the Lions only putting up nine. That would be, I think the Lions can get to 24. And if that's the case, I do not see the Ravens winning by more than three personally. And then I obviously have the, I have the bills eight and a half. I just think that's to me, I'd lock that in. But um, a bet that I think is very interesting right now, plus 440, the Lions to be the one seed. It's a good one. I think that is a bet that – I think that's a great bet because of the fact that the Eagles have such a tough schedule. The 49ers have a tough schedule. So does Dallas. And after this, like the next toughest games are – I think they play Dallas, they play the Chargers, and then there's like one other team they play that has a winning record at this point. And otherwise, they're, they've got a cakewalk. The same way the Eagles were last year when you said you think they're going to be 13-4, and 14-3 and three when the predictions, it was like, okay, there's a very good team up and coming that because they weren't great last year but they were pretty good, they get a favorable schedule and they just roll. And I think it could be the same thing this year with the Lions. So I think Understood. the Lions plus 440 is a very interesting. That is. Yeah. That is. That's good. That's okay. great value uh, for a logical pick. Uh, let me say this, Kim. Let me reveal the draft order yes. to you, all right? We got John picking first. We got okay. Casey picking second. We got Nate at the three spot, which I feel like he had. Seems like Nate's got like the three or four every year. I'm going to have to investigate that. Derek at the- Yeah, every single year he's probably cheating. Derek at the four. Steven at the five. Uh, D-Roy at six. I feel like D-Roy's always in that spot. Andrew at seven. I feel like I'm old. Derek's always four or five, know, too. I, like he, and then I, me and you are always at the back of the first round, which I'm not mad at, but I feel like I'm at eight. You're at 10. Gene's at nine. Uh, I feel yeah. like we're always, I feel like me and you are. I'm always at like eight. I'm always eight to 10 because every year, like I go with like a, because two years ago, I went with like a Steph and somebody else back to back because Steph fell to eight. Like I'm probably going to have to do the same thing again. Not that it's a bad, not that I'm like, oh my God, Steph Curry's such a bad player, but like I'm always there. Are we sure we changed the draft? <laughs> You're right. I mean, it, lo- it looks very similar. <laughs> like, are we, are we sure? I swear, I swear, are Nate. You sure. Honestly, I'm trying to think about it. I don't think Nate's 
never not had a top three pick. Doesn't it seem that way? I, I and also I believe Casey's had a top two pick every he, year. Yeah, he always Casey's always up there. Gotta have some investigation. Casey's always up there. John's always top four. It's like they say the top five will shake those up. The six through ten will shake those I feel up. Like John, the only thing different is Andrew's like, at seven sometimes. I feel like Andrew's always slightly ahead of me where he is. I feel like D-Roy's always where he is. Uh, I feel like John was in the back of the draft with us last year. But I feel like every year, aside from one, I think one year I drafted high because I got Jokic. And then I think mm-hmm. I traded for I, Jokic I, last year, right? That's when we did the three-team trade with Nate. I'll say it here. Yeah. I yeah. really wanted Doncic just because I've like I said, I had Jokic the last two years. I think I had Doncic before that. Um, so I don't know. Eight's an intriguing spot for me. There's gonna be players, great players left over, and I'll be able to get someone at the top of the second round. So I don't hate that pick. I actually like it. So it's just hard if you be... want like one of those guys like I don't hate mine either, but it's prime trading position too. You get, you get a lot of quality players at the top and at the bottom of each round, back to back there. So I like it. The, we only I'm got gonna, we got Jokic goes Jokic done. Start going. I was gonna say we only got sixteen minutes, so we should get to our last spots. But what, what were you saying? What's the what's the mock you got here? All I was gonna say is the draft, the top ten right now is Jokic, Doncic, Embiid, Tatum, Shea, Halliburton, Steph, Giannis, Lamelo, and KD. Giannis is eight projected. Is that just because Dame's there? It must be. Do you think he's still gonna be twenty seven, ten, and eight, six at least? I don't think Giannis so, is making God. it out of the top well, five of our I, draft. I can tell you that. He's not making it past listen, five. If he falls to eight, that's to you, Kyle. If he made, <laughs> if he you heard it here first. Eight, if Giannis for some reason falls to me, I'm taking him. But I don't foresee that happening. I could get. Well, of course. I could get. Um, I don't either. I could get Stephen Curry, though. I could get him. Yeah, you could. And I know what two picks I'm going with. And they might not be exactly chalk. But all right. So um, we're going to go into. A Monday morning headline, and then do you, uh, what do you want to name this other one, Kyle? I have no idea. What you call it back page special, which sounds like a like porn, basically. Uh, <laughs> and no one really reads <laughs> magazines or newspapers like that, at least not our generation. Uh, but it's basically what? like That's kind of the point. That's what I was meaning. <laughs> what is it, like an underrated headline? Yeah, so basically something that should make something that's going to be that's news but that most people are not going to talk about. So like so if like say something huge happened, like obviously Dame getting traded to the Bucks is just super huge news, but then Grant Williams getting traded to Dallas isn't huge news, but it's actually news that would help them out like that kind of thing. Where it's like not going to really be talked about all that much, but it's still news that I actually could be pivotal, kind of thing. Right. Uh, not and not does news. It's just like like thoughts, like person, like this person's doing this or that, what whatever it is. But just like lower level news compared to higher level news, essentially. Well, I mean, look, I we'll go with Monday morning headline first. And I'm going to go with, mm-hmm. since we both picked the Chargers, and coincidentally enough, I don't really think it's talked about how ugly. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't watch nearly as much ESPN as I used to, clearly, which is it's basically zero now. Uh, 
So I could be wrong. Maybe they are talking about how ugly the Chiefs have looked in these wins. But I believe if the Chargers come out of there with a win, there will be a lot of like, what's wrong with the Chiefs talk? Um, very well. But of course, yo, if the Lions come away with a convincing win or just any sort of just nice looking win on Sunday against the Ravens, I feel like the Lions are going to be the talk, as they should be, by the way. Uh, and it's going to be hard not to become the topic of conversation if you're the Eagles or the Dolphins, whichever way that goes. But I think the center will be focused on the Chiefs, especially if they lose. So if the Chiefs lose, I think we're coming out of Monday saying, okay, what's the, what's the, you know, last two thirds of their season looking like here? They got Mikul Hartman, you know, and of course that all depends on how the Chargers win. If it's a shootout and the Chargers win by a field goal, you know, who knows? That's actually kind of good for the Chiefs in a way if their offense looks good. But if we're going to go the dramatic angle, Chiefs lose. What's wrong with the Chiefs? Are the Chiefs done? If we're getting first take A block dramatic. So <laughs> Yeah. I just, uh, be Can like, the Chiefs make the it Chiefs out of the wild card Super Bowl round? contenders say if they lose. <laughs> are the Chiefs still boys. Super Bowl contenders with a twenty six to nineteen loss. Um I abs I it's not my headline, but I absolutely agree with that. I think People have been starting to rumble a little bit about the Chiefs, but since they've been winning, there's been like, I don't like the crop of receivers that they have, but they have Andy Reid and they have Patrick Mahomes, so they're going to be fine. But if they do lose and like them not being able to get open and they're not able to throw on a Chargers team that everyone seemingly can throw on, I think that'll be definitely. But for me, my Monday morning headline is Jared Goff is officially in the MVP conversation. I think that's going to be what people are talking Mm. about. They're gonna the the Lions are gonna win. It's gonna be, are the Lions possibly the best team in the NFC? Are the Lions a lock for the one seed? Should we be putting Jared Goff in the MVP conversation? But it's gonna be a Lions centric Monday morning headline, whatever one you want to roll with. But that was the one I had written down with Jared Goff. It's a good point because I don't see the Lions winning unless they get a good passing attack. You know what I mean? I don't see them winning with their defense, mm-hmm. winning with their backs uh so it, it does got to be jared goff centric uh and people do love starting the mvp talk way too early for me like week 12 and on sure um so yeah i could definitely see that that's that's a great point um and could conversely if the ravens win it could be the other way around people talking about is lamar you know in the mvp conversation this and that let, this and that let lamar have a huge game absolutely Let him have a huge game, and absolutely he could. If he's three touchdowns, no picks, we have to, runs for 60 yards, has like one electric play where you're like, oh, my I'm God. I'm just following along with the group so chat great. right here for the that, for the draft, Keenan. Uh, yeah. We have 25 moves. We have 20. We can pick up 25 different players. That seems excessive. I think we usually have like, what, 15, 12? I'm not mad at it. 25 is mm-hmm. a lot, but I'm not mad at it. And we do have the IR spot, so cool either way um yeah what is your back page special triple x underrated headline going into next week t or in general tj watt for defensive player of the year and tj watt en route to breaking sack record Mm. i don't think it's going to be talked about but i think i think if i have them winning 21 to 20 i think he'll have at least two sacks get him to 10 in six games and then the Steelers will be, I think, four and three. 
And then they take maybe four and two if they win this game. Somehow. And if that's the case, they're a fringe playoff team. Somehow they'd be a fringe playoff team. And clearly the best player on that team is TJ Watt. So TJ Watt uh, on pace to break the sack record, a record he's already tied. And then, yeah. And, if you're a consistent listener, do you have anything at all? I do. If you're if you're a consistent listener and watcher of the Warner Brothers podcast, you would have seen me talking about shout the NBA. You, What's up? I said shout out to you if you are. Yeah, shout out, shout out to the shout out to the to the diehards out there for sure. But you would have seen me in here three weeks ago talking about like, oh, I'm not, I don't really care about the NBA. I'm in NFL mode. I'm in NFL mode. Shit, we got the draft coming up. The season starts Tuesday. We're doing our preview on Monday. And I am much more ecstatic and excited about the season than I ever expected two to three weeks ago. Largely in part to the Dame trade and the Drew Holiday trades, but I'm starting to get basketball fever. And uh, you'll hear me talk about this on Monday, but if you're asking me what's not that much of a headline that should be, that's not getting enough talk, well, let me tease it a little bit more. I said, coming into the draft last year, I said that overall, just given what all his talents are, all his ability, what it could be, that Wemby is possibly the best prospect ever. I was like, yeah, you know what? I might put him ahead of LeBron. And then I saw a lot of LeBron high school clips, and I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about here? Like, it's not better. It's not a better prospect than LeBron. LeBron was such a sure thing coming out. We put we put MJ on LeBron as an 18-year-old. Probably before that, as a 17, 16-year-old, we were putting MJ on LeBron. Like, you can't you can't get a better prospect than that. Um, I'm almost back on the Wemby side. I can't, I literally can't believe what I'm watching when I see this guy. I don't think he's getting enough hype. Uh, this dude is a fucking alien, bro. Like he, he is. I think he's immediately gonna be defensive player of the year type of defender. Um, he's unbelievable, and he's already improved from his French season. Like just in preseason, you can tell how much better his handles gotten, how much smoother his jump shots gotten. He's seven four and has guard skills and can protect the rim. Uh, again, I said this before, and it remains true. If he was just a rim protector and had no guard skills, this guy would be a lottery pick and probably, possibly still a number one overall pick. Uh, he's as good as a rim protector. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> yeah, Rudy Gobert with mobility and an eight-foot wingspan. Uh, he's unbelievable. It breaks my brain to watch him. Uh, you heard us talking a little bit last time when Duke was on about the steal he had where he was at the three-point line. He reached to the foul line without really even moving. He pivoted, stripped a guy. Then got a dunk on the other end. He's unreal. I don't think the Spurs are going to play him a ton. Um, by a ton, I mean like maybe less than 65 games. I don't think he plays. I think it's a shoe-in that he does not play 70 games. But if he did, I think they would almost be playing by default. Like he just fills so many holes. Uh, I mean, how well you could use him in the pick and roll. Again, how well his dribbling skills are for A, his age, B, his height. Uh, he is the definition of mm -hmm. a can't miss. I mean, there's always going to be the injury risk, but I don't know. I think he's going he's gonna to have multiple, multiple, multiple highlights this year where we're all looking at each other like, what the fuck is this? What is going on here? 
who is this guy? How is he what able is to this? do this? this? And what the fuck is this? Once again, because he breaks my brain to watch him. He makes no sense. Endless potential. Yeah. So, so I completely agree with like 90% of what you said. He is a freak. He is an alien. He is phenomenal. I don't think he's a better prospect than LeBron. And like, I, I, I get it. Because, like, if you were to be like, hey, make a guy in 2K, you'd be like, okay, I want to make a seven-footer who can handle the ball, who can do guard things. So you'd be like, okay, you would pretty much make Wemby. You'd make him a little bit more – you'd make him stronger, obviously, but naturally he's only 18 years, 19 years old. You'll get stronger. But I just think with how refined LeBron was already – I'll, I mean, I'll need to see like four games because by game, by the end of game one, at the end of the Sacramento Kings game, LeBron was already a top 20 player. I don't know about that, that about Wemby yet. So that would be where I would. Wemby. I, I think LeBron's a better prospect. But I would say this, you put Wemby in the NBA me. finals right now, like just put him on whatever team. And he would borderline sway that like whoever would pick any two teams and you put Wemby on one of them, you'd sway it. Wemby's way because he's already that much of an impact player. Um, it'd be hard to put him top 20, sure. I think you would have done the same with LeBron. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but what's different is, I mean, the league's certainly deeper now than it was with LeBron, so you can't... Yeah, sure, it's hard to say top 25, top 20 for Wemby, but man, like he... You say refined, that was my whole thing too. I'm like, oh, he's much more of a raw prospect than what LeBron was. You know, LeBron, outside of his jump shot, was everything you'd want in a prospect. These preseason games, Wemby, mm -hmm. God, Wemby does not look out of place at all. And, you know, the fact that he can put the ball on the floor. Oh, absolutely. He can put the ball on the floor. He can be an elite pick-and-roll target, an elite pick-and-pop target, uh, a dangerous rim protector, and then he can switch out on a guard. Uh, what more than you want? What more do you want? And he's got range. Uh, and he's got off-the-dribble pull-up ability. Uh, I mean, shit. If you want to put LeBron ahead of him, I'm not. You know, by all means, but shit, Wemby's right there. He is right there. And I, you know, again, I was ready to recant it going into the preseason. And then I seen him play these three preseason games. And granted, I know it's his preseason, but man, hey, like Lucas said, international ball is much harder than NBA ball. And as long as they let, if they can let him play 60 to 65 yep. games just in that range, he should borderline walk away with rookie of the year, which is crazy because there's a lot of great rookies this year. I think this is a great rookie class, but man, Wemby, he's uh it is he's scary. He is scary to the league. Oh shit, we got three minutes here. We definitely gotta go. Yes. All right. So I com I agree. We all probably agree to disagree a little bit. I think LeBron's a little bit better, but you know, it's whatever. Uh this was the Warner Brothers podcast. We might catch this on live take talking about Wemby and LeBron on the about Warner Brothers podcast. Obviously, you've got us on TikTok, got us on Instagram, got us on YouTube, all streaming platforms, Adobe, or sorry, Adobe, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, catch the whole nine Adobe. yards. You know who we are. Catch us on <laughs> I Adobe. Said, I said it. Catch us on Adobe, man. All right. Uh, but this was the Warner Brothers Podcast. We got to go draft to go do, and we're out. <laughs>